Welcome to the Rose Garden. I'm Holly. And I'm Julia. Here to talk about all things Bachelor. We're back with week two and three of The Bachelorettes. We have so much content to bring you. We have so much to breeze through. So we're going to really start quick with week two. And it's clear that it's all going to be about who, which guy wants who. We start right. with E. Rich talking about how he's really in, wants to spend some time with Gabby, which for me was a shock because we saw him night one go for both of them. And yeah. I kind of thought he was going to go for Rachel. Me too. I was getting the impression he was not vibing fully with Gabby's banter. And he was yeah. just like, it was almost like, okay, Rachel's the easier choice for me because I can get away with more. Like, let me go this route. And exactly. then we got and it seemed, at least with editing, that he got really pissed when he didn't get Rachel's rose. But I guess it could have been after both roses were given. Yeah, very strange. The girls do a little girl chat where they're like, okay, yeah, the guys need to start picking a side. This lingering in the middle is sketchy at this point, which honestly is a little early for some of us. I the guys who have time, I agree. Yeah. But some of these guys you haven't spoken to. No, I, I, when I was watching this, I'm like, wait, 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 are we not on week two? Like, is this, am I confused? Like, where are we in this season? Yeah, it's week two. So there's night one, which is episode one for the people who are saying we're in episode three. Night one, week one, week two is where we are. Yeah. So they have been here for a total of five days about. Because a week also is not a whole week in no, Bachelor world. It is definitely not. Yeah. I think I would, in Paradise, it's shorter. A week is like three days. I think in Real Bachelor, it's more like five, four to five. Right. Here's the thing. On one hand, I'm like, okay, super early. But also, I appreciate that the girls are wanting to make the most out of their season. And if they feel like it'll be better for them to have the men just decide, sure. Very true. Sure. Like. I don't want to pursue you if you can't figure it out right away. That is your call and your choice. Right. Because if it were just me and if Rachel or, you know, if it vice versa were not here, you know, I would hope you would just leave if you weren't interested. Right. If there was some other girl you just saw who was like striking in the airport. Right. And you were like, felt an interest in her, then I wouldn't want you here either. Exactly. But I am a little disappointed because I was hoping for, I don't know, I was kind of excited about the idea. Like Gabby seems so much more comfortable with this concept and also just kind of with polyamory in general, whereas Rachel is so much more traditional. And I was really excited to see how Gabby would bring that forward with like the guys and being okay with, you know, Rachel liking some of them and them just being more open with each other about, you know, I kissed him tonight. Oh, I kissed him last night. That was so much fun. How did you I like to say him? Logan is literally who I'm thinking of. And yeah. The way Gabby handled Logan, I think really lends itself to that where she was like happy. She's, she made out with him in the same night and here's Rachel's gushing about him and how much she liked him. And she was like, Oh, cool. I had right. fun. But if you're that into him, I'm so happy to like, let him be yours, which we'll circle back to at the very end of this episode. (laughs) But I loved watching that. So it is, I am sad that it had to be happened so quickly. I feel like we should have given it a little bit more time, not a lot more, just a little. 
just one more week just one Even more week. just not canceling the rose ceremony yeah or no the cocktail party before the rose ceremony right makes a world of it in that where they knew that they were going to have to make the decision and so they could get those conversations in while they still knew with that awareness that this is the last chance you need to figure it out so go talk to both of them I thought that was really a missed opportunity and is probably why we have situations like the Logan situation yeah no you're you're totally right so there's there's pros and cons to how you do this and I wouldn't want to be in their position. So. No, I think, yeah, I think canceling the cocktail party was the biggest mistake of the season. I'm going to say it right now. But Ooh, we are like way ahead of ourselves because we're at the start of the week and they bring date cards. Jesse brings Rachel's date card for Zach. And I'd like to point out that Nate is wearing his pearls again, just in the house, casually. The I casual vibe on what? Nate's pearls. Every time, he doesn't always wear them, but when he does, he styles them so nicely. I just enjoy it. It tickles me. I love it. I love it too. Um, so Zach and Rachel have a date and uh, we see Rachel in probably the worst outfit we've seen her thus far. She's Ooh. wearing a floral button down dress. We find out it's a dress. We thought it was a romper or like a squirt dress kind of thing. It's just a dress. The it wind was folding in a weird way. The wind was doing strange things for us. Um, yeah. Awful. And she was wearing orange heels and like, I, I really, I'm really liking that orange is trending right now. Orange is literally my favorite color. I love it. But the dress itself was the pattern, the was brown atrocious. and orange and white. And it's very like seventies, almost like very funky, but like not, not done well. Here's the thing. I like the colors. It's the pattern. The pattern was awful to me. I don't even know what it was. It was like, you could have literally made Big flowers but that that pattern could have been weed leaves and I would not have seen a difference than what I saw just now it like was so it was so busy it was so busy and trashy looking honestly um anyway they meet up with Karamo from Queer Eye I've never liked Karamo I've just you know I appreciate a beautiful gay black man representing on you know him and his community on tv i just his role in queer eye and i could this could be a whole other thing is just annoying to me like he acts like he's a therapist but he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about ever and he has no role in that show and it makes me annoyed so i don't know why he was here but i think you that's know, a really valid take i just want to re- reassure you there that i think that's a very fair take and i think there are a lot of times where we feel like we should just like a man because he's a sassy gay black man. And I just don't like, that's not their only trait. That's not the only thing we're judging them on. And I feel the same way about the style, the consultant that they added to say yes to the dress to like be Randy's kind of. Oh yeah. You know, it's interesting that it's that, that tokenizing, like you're, I feel really shitty about it. Cause I do think it's the show tokenizing them. The show is doing that. It's not us. It's the show. And it's painting them in a stereotype way where we only see, like, we see them as this, yeah. Sassy gay black man stereotype. Yeah. Cause in my life I have plenty of sassy gay black men friends that I really enjoy all of them. Yeah. But I don't love what TV is, shows us as the stereotype. And I also don't think just because you're a sassy gay black man means I'm going to like you. 
that you're a great person either yeah. too. Like great he, person, great judge, on, great whatever. On Queer Eye, he just makes a lot of blanket statements and has that really obnoxious um, kind of like almost like a little bit of saviorism perception of things like the way he talks to people about how he can help them. And it's like this heroic, like, and you can tell he's getting so much gratification from his work with people. It just pisses me off. So I've never liked him, but he's here. We had to watch him and he literally asks Zach if he's there at all for Gabby. Rachel. Sorry. No, 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 for Gabby, for Gabby. Oh, I see what you mean. Like, are you really here for Rachel? Do you have any Gabby still? Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, like, no, no, no. Like, do you, uh, how do you feel about Gabby? Not just Rachel. Right. And so Zach, Zach is smooth. He was like, it was Rachel from the beginning, clear right away. So they get styled. Oh my God. The wild outfits. Okay. I liked the wild outfits. That was fun. It was stupid. They were goofy. I didn't even hate her lime green, like fringe dress. Uh-huh. But what they put them in makes <sighs> me livid. The Gosh. fact that he, Zach tried on all the funky outfits and then ended up in a black tuxedo pisses me the fuck off, first of all. And then Rachel who we've been talking about how badly they keep styling her, unflattering, either ugly, whatever it is. This one was both. No, it wasn't unflattering. It was just ugly. It was kind of unflattering. It wasn't unflattering. I I wouldn't say it's as unflattering. I did see her her black bra strap at some point. Oh, her bra kept, that's a whole other issue from flattering though. Her bra popping out the whole time. I could see her bra, I saw her cup. Popping out from the, not a plunge. It was like a cowl neck, but whatever. It was ugly as shit. It was chartreuse sequins. It wasn't even quite, like, I couldn't even call it chartreuse. It was like, just like this butter popcorn. It was just too green to call yellow truly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It wasn't gold. You wanted to call it gold, but it was too green to be gold. It was too green to be gold. It maybe was still yellow. Honestly, this was like, this is like the dress dilemma. Like what color is it? I could not fucking figure out what color it was. Yeah. I'd that's say not a good thing. It, I have a nail polish color. That's maybe a little similar. Yeah. But no, I hated it. I thought it was a bad choice. I didn't like, it was like what a halter sequin with kind of a cowl, like V-neck. I don't know if it was cowl. I think it might've just been a traditional V. I don't It was remember. a little drapey, but I it think was, I'm thinking of the okay. bodice, maybe the center. There was like some ruching going on. I was so distracted by the color and the sequence. I was going to say the color and the sequence, you can't really get the texture from it at all. I well, think it had gathering right at the point of the, pl- the net V. You might be right. And it, that's where the draping came in. That sounds about right. Which again, makes more fabric and bulk in your stomach. Right. Not so like flattering. suddenly your waistline is gone because it's covered in drapey fabric. Yeah, they do never do her justice. So they show up to a fake movie premiere. The fakest movie premiere I've ever seen. They're like, it, what is the movie title? You and me, you and I. And me and it's you. like clearly a fake ass logo. Like then they go out and are like, oh my God, we're going to, if it was a real movie premiere, which they have done before, it could be cool. But it's right. fake paparazzi, just 
fake bullshit. And I'm like, this seems staged. And I thought they weren't going to be that obvious about it being staged until we get to the empty movie theater where that guy is playing piano. Like poor Matt White. Poor Matt White to a slideshow of their them as children, which they've done before. They did this on Ben Flannick season 10 fucking years ago. 10 years ago. 11, actually, because I'm pretty sure yeah. it was 2011. No, you might be right. It might have been 2011. Was a ju- right. I, I think it was filmed. No, yeah, it, it aired 2011 and I think it was filmed at the end of 2010. I was a junior in high school. Big yikes. And I graduated well, in 2013. <laughs> Our point to this is that dates have been recycled in this show so many times. It's like they can't come up with anything fresh. This is so bad. Maybe you could have gotten away with this in 2010. Now, and it's not even particular is like the week of recycled dates because the group date that we're going to talk about of the photo oh shoot is another God. fucking recycled date that we've seen. Like, I, I can count on two hands how many times I've seen Franco do a stupid fucking photo shoot. You know what else we can count on two hands is a boxing date, which we saw this week. Oh, so unoriginal. So yeah, there's this bullshit movie premiere. They see slideshows of each other as children. It's a little weird. Honestly, Zach looks like a kid that was like one of those kids in camp. Like you're you're a camp counselor and you're like, that kid's annoying as hell. Oh, like a kid with a leash? Is he a leash kid? He's a leash kid. Because we see him like growl at the camera and like- <laughs> Yeah, we do Do something like he's a leash kid. I think that's the best way to sum him up. Can you imagine Rachel sends him home because she's like, your child video, childhood videos were too much for me. I think you, you were, were way too much kid. as a child for me. I can't, I can't picture myself with a kid that was annoying when I babysat him. So- <laughs> Any indication for what our kids might be like? It's a fat no. I do not want those kids. Also, can I point out that Zach is 25 and looks 35? Uh, yeah, he's younger than her. We, she definitely doesn't know that. She not thinks he's older than her, I'm pretty sure. No, literally like, not at all. She has no inkling that he's 25. All right, I want to point something out that I don't know if you noticed this throughout this entire episode. But there were so many moments, mostly with Rachel, but some with Gabby, where there was just zero music happening. No, there were lots of those. Yes, I did notice that. Like one-on-one conversations where it was literally like no music, no white noise. And usually when they do that, it's because they're about to send someone home because they want it to be awkward. Right, but it was just awkward without- They just made things awkward because let's talk about when Gabby, when- Rachel's on her date with Zach. Gabby decides to go over to the house to chat with the rest of the guys. And that was a lot of that situation of just silence, no music, where maybe it wasn't quite as awkward as it seemed. Right. But it felt so painfully awkward. Like, why are these guys tossing a fucking football around? Why aren't they talking to her? Why are they just like this? And the music is definitely a huge contributor. I hate how contrived these these moments are starting to look like to me like I feel like we've seen these this has been like a newer theme the last couple seasons Mm -hmm. it started with Claire's season from the pandemic where it literally did and like Michelle's had it yes where it's like they're the producers are planting the seed for the guys to like be distracted growing out hanging with each other and And it only happens to bachelorettes not to the Yes. And they want 
the girl, they want the lead to feel like she's not seen. There's not enough attention given to her. And like, it's totally planted there. Like these guys would never have probably picked up a football to play it. If somebody hadn't said here, guys, look, here's a football. Like you should right. be playing Why don't football, you toss right football right now. around. I will say just, I want to compare this jumping way ahead to what we just watched on the boxing day, Rachel being annoyed that the guys didn't make eye contact with her or go up to her and talk to her during that date. That is Gabby's date. I feel very differently about her being annoyed that the guys weren't paying enough attention to her then than I do Gabby showing up to the house that has no one else there. Rachel is on her own one-on-one. This is an opportunity for her to like have a casual hang with guys she's into and them not really, them not acting like, oh, she's here. Let's make it about her. They were more like, oh, she's here. Welcome to our home. Right. I, so I take like a slightly different stance. I don't know if we can fully, I don't think I can fully compare the two because I feel like with Rachel at that point with the boxing date, they've already picked their teams or whatever. I don't think Rachel's justified at all in her upsetness with them. No, but I I come from the exact same. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I am agreeing with you there. But I also feel like with Gabby, I don't think I. I feel like the producers wanted her to feel really insecure. And if they hadn't done that, she might not have cared that much because the guys didn't pick a lane yet. They were just like hanging out and some of them might have felt like very strongly to Rachel. So they were like, I don't want to give any indication. Well, I think that's very fair for those guys. Yeah. But there were guys supposedly there for Gabby right. where I could see why she was like, why didn't, and I'm sure I feel like they kept certain guys away from her. Like Nate. That's what I'm saying. I do think yeah. producer influence, but I don't blame Gabby. And also Gabby didn't have like a big, she didn't come up to the guys and lecture them about it. Like she You're felt right. sad. She was hurt yeah no and it's valid to be hurt especially in the group of guys where it's like okay they probably kept Nate away from her because he's someone confident and like enough to do pull her away I'm sure they like were like here you're stuck in an ITM with us the whole time and she's upset that guys she was thought were into her weren't as into her as she thought they were because they aren't making the effort yeah yeah, I think what we can conclude is Gabby has every right to be sad about this situation. I just, I want to like start to look at it through the lens of like, I can't blame these guys anymore for right. these situations because it's totally obvious to me that like they're either planted the seed to not interact or they're just in a fucking weird position where it's like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Are you going to get in trouble if you're the one guy that goes pull- and pulls her away? Is everybody else going to like talk shit about you and like freak out on you because you took the the lead away? Like, I don't know. I'm just so conflict avoidant in that way that if I were in that you situation, <laughs> I would be like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, I can, exactly. I feel like she can be sad about it and is fair yeah. about that. Yeah. The Rachel in those situations is just uh, no. Um, absolutely she not. doesn't have any sort of empathy towards their position. No, we at all. she has no leg to stand on and we will get to that like I have a lot to say about how she handled things the the week where are we week f- yeah. 4? Yeah. 3. 3? Was that week 3 or week 4? Episode 4 week 3. 
Week three. You're right. Okay. All right. Um, Cause we're in week two with the Rachel Zach one-on-one where yes. then they like are so emotional watching child. Like his mother has a cute little video. Then they talk about how he used to be, his dad used to take him to the airport just to watch planes take off. And Rachel's like, Oh my God, me too. That was easy. Cute. It was cute. I just, I, and maybe they're good together. I Zach hope. is weird. But I don't, I'm yeah, afraid. I was going to say, I don't feel like Zach is that cute. And like, no, that. one, he's not cute. And two, he's kind of fucking weird. Like, he's the awkward as hell. He's super awkward. And like, to me, it feels like Rachel forces situations like that. Because they have that common ground, it feels like she's clung to that way too hard. Like, it's cute that they have that in common. But there's a little bit of like, oh my God, we're like, are we soulmates because of this? Where I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 you're that, that that's not that's not it. That's it's, not the thing that's gonna make you soulmates. It's very juvenile, honestly. Which we keep circling back to with her, honestly. And I feel bad because yeah. like she is, I mean, she's what, 26? No, and honestly, old. like I I don't dislike Rachel. It's not like she's one of those leads that I'm just like. Un- straight up annoyed with yes but um, there's just things that keep happening with her where there are patterns there are patterns there are patterns and so she her and zach really just feel so connected over this they have this date that people are like wow this they dance that's she he gets a rose i was bored I was confused. I'm not going to lie. I felt like I was missing something. Like, why are you guys so swept up with each other right now? This is so weird. It, and I, I mean, was not in whatever they were feeling. I was not feeling it. No, Sometimes I was feel it. I didn't feel it. It felt very no. manufactured to me. I mean, and I know they were pulling on heartstrings with like the photos and such. But it, and that was all they really had. I think like how fucking weird you're, you don't know this person. It's your first that's Dang. the worst thing I could possibly fucking imagine. Like childhood videos of me on your first date. Like of it's them, not even. I like, don't want to imagine the man I like thinking about in a romantic way as a child. No, it's, it's gross. Honestly, it's, it's gross. It's cute it's gross. once you've like known each other. Yeah, when you've dated for a while. But this early, it's weird. I don't want the thing that I know most about you is how you acted as a child. No, and I also, I I just am not, I don't know, maybe this is just a personal preference, but like even people I've dated for years, I don't really show them pictures of what I looked like as a kid. I wouldn't show anyone pictures of me like, as a kid. Maybe off, that's because I was a weird looking kid. I was a weird looking kid too. I feel like we both had glow ups as yeah. we got older, but one, we were weird looking and two, I don't know. It's just, it's fucking weird. Even showing <sighs> someone pictures of me when I was 14 and objectively looked really good but like I thought I was an adult and was like I'm hot shit I would not be comfortable sharing that either with like, no. like photos that I thought I looked hot in at 14 that objectively if I wasn't 14 I would be cute and hot in like I don't know like you're a child you're it's a child you should be someone you're about to think of sexually and still fresh too like it's still new Oh, it's so new. Like, I, that's weird. It's, it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Anyway, uh, obvious. He gets the rose. It is what it is. They, 
whatever. I thought it, they had weird vibes. I, I almost. So, I feel so apathetic to their situation. I feel very apathetic towards Zach. I think he'll go and, far, but I feel very apathetic. And him. speaking of, I feel apathetic toward Erich as well. I feel apathetic bordering on just annoyed. <laughs> yeah, apathetic, but bordering on negative feeling. Yeah, I'd rather <laughs> him not be on my screen. Right. So yeah, Gabby takes Erich on a one-on-one date and she looks real cute. Uh, she's got her little brown leather jacket and like these cute little like top of the head, little ponytail thing. Cute. I feel like I live here as she sits on the couch, jumping in with like the rest of the guys, which is funny because she hung out with the guys earlier and it was so awkward at the house. So it's like, I think that was almost a slight being like, oh, I feel like I'm just one of the guys. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Very much could be. Gabby's witty like that. She's smart and she would make like a little sarcastic totally yeah um but so the whole date card was like three is not a crowd or something i don't know blah 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 blah. three's company bullshit like that and surprise grandpa john is joining the date and erich could not be more irritating yeah like of all the guys to enjoy a day with grandpa john it's not Erich. No, he sucks. He's clearly an irritated that he's there. The whole time he's kind of being like, oh, I would have grandpa's loved, here. I would have loved to see Nate on a date with Nate. Grandpa. would have been so cute. So cute. It would have been it's so really actually upsetting that it was it Erich. Is, it was such a waste. Well, they go to a sound bath together. <laughs> Um, First, I just want to point out that Grandpa John says, have you got a date for me? And then puts his hands on his hips and says, bullshit, this is about me. There are a few really good lines from Grandpa Grandpa John. John is great TV. They also get in the car and Gabby, I love that Gabby's driving with Erich in the passenger seat and then Grandpa John just in the back. And as they're leaving the mansion, Grandpa John rolls down the window and he waves to the cameras and he's like, bye, like a little kid. He's the cutest. And he's like in the middle seat in the back because of obviously for camera reasons. <laughs> he's so good with the flow. Like he's just one of those old dudes that just like doesn't give a shit. Like you could be, you could be a fucking, you know, criminal, like two homicides and like hang out with grandpa john and he would be like yeah you know like they're driving around and erich mentions that he just moved to santa monica which red flag um and grandpa john says good looking chicks (laughs) and i love gabby so much and their dynamic in general for her going grandpa you're a pervert (laughs) (laughs) like calling her grandpa out like i just really enjoy like that shows me what I want to know about their dynamic. It's also, it's unconditional love, but not in the way where you don't poke fun and call each other out for things like that, you know? I know, like I know. Like old it's, man who's being a little weird creep. She's like, grandpa, don't be you know, creepy. This, I love this representation on TV too, because we need to start like taking grandparent grandchildren relationships more seriously like even when people hear about like oh you know your grandma or your grandpa passed away like oh that's sad like the way that people so like trivialize that relationship and it's just like oh whatever yeah because not it's it's so different you can't some people their grandparents are very just it's not that and I think it's easy for people who don't have super close relationships with their grandparents 
to dis like dismiss, dismiss it. Yeah. the strength of relate. And honestly, I'm someone who doesn't have that strong of relationship with any grandparents that are alive right now. Yeah. So it's like I can't really relate to her relationship with Grandpa John, but I sure fucking love it. Well, I can because like me and my abuela are so close, and I know like when she. Like the way that I feel about when she eventually passes away is literally like about the same as how I feel about my parents eventually yeah. dying. Like, and so it's very cultural as well. Like I think it is. Latin, exact, yeah. and also Latina. let's point out that Gabby, it, her grandfather is not her Hispanic side, but her mother, yeah. she is Mexican. She's, yeah, she's half Mexican. Um, yeah, no, I mean, regardless. Culture or not, good point though. I just feel but a like lot of. I think it's a lot of white people can easily dismiss grandparent totally. relationships because we just don't have that culture. Yeah, and we also don't take care of our elders. We throw them in nursing homes and just like. Do <laughs> no, at least me and my Jewish family, the Jewish grandparents live in a nice, fancy Jewish retirement home. Love that. That's love that. the way they go out, and they go out in style. Oh, I love that so much. Um, okay, so they go to this sound bath and and grandpa john takes a nap he's like he's like i'm tired this is too much like i'm just gonna curl up into a nice little ball in the corner they're doing an intention ceremony like right and then you know erich's intention is to be present and for some reason gabby thought that was like groundbreaking she's like oh my god he wants to be present i'm like whatever yeah. Who cares? I don't up, I see I don't through, give a I was so unimpressed by him. I just see through right I see right through his bullshit. Yeah. It's all and again, it's bullshit. I love Grandpa John getting woken up and they're like, all right, rejoin us. He's like, rejoin you? How? God, <laughs> where's my beer? <laughs> well, then they go bowling. And it's pretty cute. I mean, I didn't I like was there, but I loved a bowling date. Like how fun. And I loved that it was like, it just, it reminded me, honestly, I, in sixth grade, I had a date, a bowling date. It was like a bowling, like group date. There were like four of us that went bowling together. She and my went mom to a group date. <laughs> I went to a group date. There are four of us. And it was just like so, it's just so cute. It is really cute. cute. The thought of a bowling date's really cute. I've never had a bowling date. It's fun. It's more, well, it has to be in a group setting. It has to be. Yeah, I've definitely had friendship bowling moments, but. But those are also fun. Those are wonderful. It's just fun. And I love the idea of a date that's low pressure, like bowling. Right. It's so good. I love it. Normalize bowling, guys. Start going bowling more. Let's bowl more. Let's bowl more. Um, then there's, you know, some setup with this old lady who clearly agreed to like, yeah, Julie, they hired Julie, who is an <laughs> actress working in LA. <laughs> Grandma Julie. Grandpa John's love interest. And they, I love that they call her Grandma Julie. Yeah. She's um, like, he's like, I'm grandpa. I'm a grand grandpa John or I'm a grandpa. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm a grandma too. It's so cute. They have their own little gimmicky thing. And then um Erich and Gabby walk off and go make out, which was a little strange, not gonna Erich lie. Particularly was like, I, I just wanted to get you away from whatever that is. Like I just felt really oh, yeah. gross about e- the no, way it was, was like the- referring to Grandpa John. Yeah. No, it was weird when he like turned to Gabby and he's like, we I was should, offended. Uh, he's like, we should uh go, you know, go off somewhere. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I hated it hated it um and then 
so yeah, like then they leave Grandpa John to go off on their own dinner and they talk about parents. And this is where Gabby kind of t- like Everett's just talking about how great his family unit is. And Gabby has to be like, well, I didn't really have that. Me and my mom didn't really have a great relationship. I had trouble receiving love from her and she basically wrote me off. And he just felt so distant. Like he didn't give her anything. She was spilling something very vulnerable. And I get like, it's hard. Like, what do you say? But also anything like the fact that she had to get up and leave to go talk to a producer and cry about it versus feeling comfortable enough to like be feel the emotions she felt in that moment in front of him is a huge sign to me. Like that this is not it. It that along with like, I don't know, there's something that's like really, really annoying about people who brag about how happy their parents are when you come from a separated family. That too. Just in like, it, as something to, it's just the last thing I would ever talk about as like a point of pride. And people do. That's the thing. And you see it's it on so this show. To me. You see it on this show all the time. People being like, oh, my parents this are show so in love. Is like, I want something like my parents have. Right. Like my parents are so in love. And it's like, great. Fuck you. Like, must be nice that you don't have any relationship trauma because your parents' marriage is perfect. Like the rest of us out here who were not shown the healthiest relationships are struggling. Like, that's another thing too, is when your parents are really in love and have a really healthy relationship versus an unhappy marriage or a lot of strain, or you don't see why they're together or they're divorced, like it impacts you more than just it is what it is. So even if, even if this wasn't like Gabby's mom in particular, but it was just like, okay, like my parents are not the unit that you are talking about aspiring to and having as an influence that makes you so ready for marriage because you've witnessed this. I haven't. So what does that say about me? Like, what are you trying to say? My thing is that people just need to be more sensitive about it as they're sensitive about so many other topics where we don't gloat and brag about our parents. Like you don't gloat and brag that your parents are both alive, you know? Yeah, that too. Like you like don't it's that, that energy. It's like being like, well, I have all my grandparents in my life and they're all alive and I'm really close to them. So that makes me really ready for a relationships. So like, if you have dead grandparents, you're not like, that's the vibe it is. Like yeah, so my parents are divorced, divorced. So I don't know. I didn't have an example of a good relationship. So I'm never going to have that. What are you trying to say? Yeah. And then him saying that followed with her talking, like being vulnerable with him about her mom and him just like barely saying, I'm sorry to me. It just felt like, Oh, like I, like, I'm not listening at all. Like I just shared all this stuff about how great my family is. And now I just like, I don't want to even put in two cents to what you no, have. Cause to say. he didn't literally, she's like, the second I moved out of my house, she wiped her hands clean from me of me. And like, he had nothing to say. Yeah. And she, yeah. And your, your point is exactly taken for me too, where she's like going to a producer to vent is not a good sign. Like you're seeking a camera person for, or somebody offset for emotional support. Completely. Like she went to cry and be comforted and talk about her insecurities to her producer, not to the guy she's on a date with. And this is where we have a moment too of like, 
apologizing for the wrong thing because she comes back to him and she starts, you know, doing the thing that most women do where we're like, oh, you know, and there's this and there's that. And I'm worried I'm too complicated. And like, Rachel's not complicated. And it's like, she didn't, doesn't need to do that to, no. to justify why it was upsetting, which what, like, I think if she were to look back on this and if she, you know, had even taken more time away from him, she would have come back and been like, why did you not, you know, why did you not validate me? Or not actually, why didn't you, but more of like, it would have been nice to hear you, you know, not, not pulling Rather than blaming herself for being like, she could have seen that it wasn't her fault that the conversation just came to its dead, dead halt. Cause that's what I think really happened is it, the conversation kind of came to a halt and she felt like she made it weird. And that, she said she was too difficult, like too complicated. Like she was talking to her producer about how she was worried that like, well, maybe Rachel's easier. Like she's less complicated, which she didn't mean. This is one of those wording things. We're calling Rachel easier. Doesn't sound yeah. great. Clearly not what she meant by it. No, 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 no. But I said that earlier while we were podcasting. But it's like, true. That's it's- the thing is she is, she's less, com- she's very like, juvenile in a way where we can understand how she operates and it makes more sense she also might not be as jaded when it comes to the guys so like that's why definitely not that's why it was only jaded in one way and it's that one relationship she had where he wasn't comfortable with her being a pilot that's yeah as far as we know as far as we know that's what she's bringing to the table there are a lot of undertones from her that like she's for very forgiving and very merciful. Like the, that's why I'm surprised E. Rich wanted to go for Gabby because he can, he can get away. I think with doing a lot more damage to Rachel than he would ever do to Gabby. So it's very interesting that he didn't really pick up. I was quite surprised by it too. So anyway, they, they end up kissing, like she gets on top of them out of, they're at a fire. Basically like she like comes back and says, basically apologizes almost for like walking away and being emotional. And like, he basically is like, I like that you're in tune with your emotions. So then she kisses him and gives him the rose by the fire, which is very classic location. It's like a weird, like very bachelor setup that reminded me of Brad Walmack. It's very Chris Harrison fireside chat. Exactly. Exactly. It was so bachelory. I really liked it because I feel like we've gone away from that. I really liked it. What I didn't like is in her ITMs, Gabby said that she would be super happy if E. Rich decided that she was the girl he wanted to be with. See? And that's the problem. That's why these guys have the power. Bad, 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 bad. Like you should be assessing if you like him, not That's if you so like concerning. Him. Yeah, good point. It's bad. I was really when I heard that, I was like, uh-oh, he's a front. Oh. He's at this point, he's for sure a front runner, even though two minutes before this, she was literally just crying to a producer because he wasn't validating her. Yeah. And I am so very much done talking about E-Rich. So let's move on to the wedding date, the biggest group date in history. Yeah, whatever. What is Okay, that? they come out in these cheap looking wedding dresses. It turns out it's because it's short little mini dresses with big overskirt cover-ups. Yeah. Uh, the way that it has been done so hard and they have Franco come out as though he's actually a photographer and not a producer 
<laughs> it's exhausting. Like, I am really fatigued from this experience. Not gonna like, lie. It was one thing back in Nick Vial's season when people weren't so confident that Franco was actually not a fucking photographer and they were like, maybe he is. But at this point, we all know. We all know. Like, Can we stop? Let's stop acting like we picked out this like foreign man from some like random place and said, hey, you know, it's back. It's that time of year again. Like, are you ready to, to come on The Bachelor? <laughs> Where we're going to have you <laughs> the most absurd photo shoot you've ever done. There's always an Adam, of Eve, Adam and Eve bullshit. It's the worst. So the guys come up to the girls and Tino goes for the first hug with Rachel. Kirk goes for Gabby. I was like watching to see who like really went first. Yeah. Um, then we get, yeah, fake Franco and gives Jacob's outfit is a leaf. This is Fabio. Back when we still had Jacob around, I'm actually yeah. really surprised that he didn't last this episode, after this episode. Well, other than the whole fact what Gabby had to say to Rachel about him, then it made sense. But well, yeah. I mean, I was just surprised how much of a dick he was. Like, it actually, was shocking after the how cool he seemed at first. He seemed fine. Like he seemed like it could go one way or the other. And then it really went south when he was like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, even if it was just you here, Gabby, like I would, I would have left. I would have left. Couldn't have done a worse job at explaining. And I feel more bad for him than I do Hayden because like Hayden was actually a dick. Jacob, there was a point where I just felt like he was just foot in the mouth syndrome you know he just kept couldn't undig his own grave where he's tried to be bad. cool and then tried to backtrack and just made it worse which I've been on the receiving end of as well where you're like just stop talking just, just shut up just shut up <laughs> and that's where we got with him but first we got uh him being in a leaf and being the Adam to Gabby's Eve yeah, I mean, it was pretty lame. All of the photo shoot scenarios were like not only confusing, but just so forced. Um, forced, insulting, you know, like putting the Asian man as a small child felt weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least he wasn't the baby, like what Meatball was. This felt like a fever dream. I was like, this is, this is cannot be a reality. That this is really bad. And yeah, any baby man costume really upsets me. It's so upsetting. Unless I have a you very hard like, time watching that. Unless you look like Boss Baby, then but, I feel like. And well, they never did it to Boss Baby. That's the problem. Oh, no, Guys, they never dressed the person who should be dressed as a baby up as a baby. We've had many Boss Babies referred on this show because they have baby faces. They usually have like little blonde hair a little curly Cody is the original OG boss babe I believe he's Andy Dorfman season first season paradise yeah then we've had boss a few babe. others since then yes I mean we had Colton, Colton is also a boss Colton baby. and Clayton are both boss babies yeah it's the it's just the blonde doofus kind of look yeah the big bulked out blonde dude whose weight has a baby face but big old muscles yeah Exactly. That's, that's a boss baby. Um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about this wedding group day anymore. Did you have any final thoughts on how you thought it went? Uh, 
no propose i do want to talk about the proposal oh yeah yeah nothing about any of those other dumbass fucking photo shoots but the proposal one that was very forced i just felt like everything was very intentional about who was chosen for said moments like we got nate for gabby which was a great you know very real kind of weird weirdly real proposal followed by Tyler, who we already knew was for Rachel. And I just want to point out that the producer specifically had him forced to do the Gabby proposal date where he's trying to not propose too hard because yeah. he knows Rachel's there and he's already like made his point that he's there for Rachel. And the producers knew that. The thing is, is like Gabby was clearly not offended by this at all. And she knew it too. And Imagine that's why that- later on, when Gabby talks about the guys who rejected, who straight up told her they were there for Rachel that were offensive, she did not include Tyler in that conversation at well, all. Well, Tyler also did it really well. Because he, he did it well. He did it well. And with this situation, like. Yeah, I think I we can move straight on to that, honestly, is this after party where Gabby hears from first Tyler and it's polite it's cool she so understands it she uh, honestly I think likes the way he did it even Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she was like this guy and I could be friends like yeah it was it turned into a moment of like oh this guy likes my best friend like this is exciting for me because I get to cheer her on and hear from you I'm excited for them yeah, exactly. As he's telling me how into Rachel he is. Yeah. While Rachel is having, um, so if they're on like a, what, a football field and she, Rachel keeps getting to pull the guys onto the stadium one-on-one. Yep. Which is very like producery specific. So first she pulls Avon. Also she matches the stadium. She's in like bright royal it's a blue. royal blue. Yeah, exactly. The stadium is a brand new stadium in Los Angeles, I think. Some it's, football bullshit. I don't give a shit about football. So it's I'm like a try. big, it's a big deal that they're there because it just opened. It's so cool. Um, so she makes out with Avon on a weird, like in the middle of the field. It's cool. Then she makes out with Ty- Jordan. Tino first. And they're on a couch. Tino and her are on a couch. It's very weird. It gave me like the intro to friends kind of The couch appeared like, out of nowhere and it really didn't fit in. You're right. She did also talk to Jordan but I think Tino's the one who bought the couch but Jordan also makes out with Rachel so she's and not like I'm here up. for you so there are a lot of people establishing they're here for Rachel meanwhile Gabby first hears Tyler's rege- kind rejection yeah then she sits down with Hayden oh god it's impressive we've been able to avoid Hayden so far I know, I know. <laughs> and he breath. talks says that his intentions are fully for Rachel and then he keeps talking. He says it's because of his morals, a lot more aligned with Rachel. Oh, and he thinks that Gabby has a bubbly aspect that he totally appreciates and that goofy side. But she's a little rough around the edge. I don't want to say rough around the edges, but rough around the edges. It's such a backward moment. And I, and this is a moment where like, Gabby, I know that like, you're just being so nice, but She's for you, to handle it politely. you shouldn't have, you should not should. have, you should have not given him the time of day when he gaslit her in a way where he made her feel like she should be taking this well, like the way he went, Oh, you're the best. Oh yeah. And it was a backhanded call. All of it was backhanded. You which do look always- so great though. Which is always really hard to respond to because you don't know 
you, you need to take a second before you realize, well, shit, I want to fucking slap this person across the face. It was so fucked up. I hated it so much. And then for it to be followed by Jacob, who is now less calculated and evil, but is an idiot and keeps putting his foot in his mouth with like the way he friend zones him. And it's like, she's like, he, he literally says, even if it were just you, I wouldn't have the heart to continue, but obviously you're smoking. Yeah. He, first he waxes poetic about how like great their banter is and like how fun it's been getting to know her. And he felt like he's gotten a lot of time with her to get to know her and that has made him realize that he doesn't have anything romantic with her ouch like he doesn't mean it this way but ouch yeah it's not good um and we clearly know that the producer set this up so that the guys that were talking to Gabby were the ones that were going to tell her that they're, they're there for Rachel. And then the guys speaking with Rachel were clearly already invested in her. Yada, it was yada. So, so clear. It was very, very produced. And um, I did have a moment watching this thinking, okay, I really hope they even the playing field here. Like if they're going to do this to Gabby, I hope at least going forward, they're going to flip it. And sure enough, they sure did. that's what we got. So now this is going to start becoming predictable. Once one of the girls is feeling insecure, so the other is going to feel confident. Because it does, it gets very predictable. Like the date basically ends with Rachel feeling so validated and confident and has no way, they, they did not give Gabby and Rachel an opportunity to converse. So Rachel in her ITMs is like, I bet Ra- Gabby's having such a great time. And Gabby's like, I bet Rachel's struggling too. Only yes. to the witness rachel give her even her group date rose she's feeling really happy and then gabby saying you know what this has been a really hard night so i don't feel like confident enough to give this rose out and rachel's shocked yeah she's absolutely shocked she had no idea this was coming and then they have her their little side chat as they walk away and rachel's obviously mad for her friend but let's jump ahead just for a second I want to point out before that, that with this little chat between Rachel and Gabby, Gabby basically explains what happened. And I kept watching very attentively to see if she named names, just so I knew that Rachel knew who said what. Mm. And she very specifically said Hayden and said what he said. Oh, okay. Rachel knew Hayden specifically was one of the reasons Gabby was feeling this way. And I just want to point out that Gabby did say Hayden's name. She didn't dance around Hayden's name. She said it. So Rachel isn't in the dark. Let's jump ahead then to the fact that during the rose ceremony, Rachel chooses Hayden. And it's just like, it's, this is where, given what you just brought up, there's no way that we can defend Rachel and say, this is a producer thing. Like they're just trying to, but you know, make it, you know, interesting. That one guy, no, no. Rachel knew that this was happening and I'm not faulting her for it. Like I'm not villainizing her for it. I just think it's a little teensy bit shady. It's something to note because especially later she's like, no, you were actually, it's too many shady things now at this point. It's too many. And like, 
she does recognize the first one where she was trying to be like, okay, you know, this did happen, but I'm not going to write you off, off, off of one thing. I think it's a good lesson learned for her. But I, exactly. I think it's a lesson learned that the thing, it doesn't matter that is one thing. It matter, matters what the thing is. Exactly. And she learned after, you know, this week, week, um, week three, that he is not a good dude. And she realized that as she was sending him home, like, well, shit, you know, I gave you a chance, but clearly you can't prove yourself. And that sucks for her because she only had a limited number of guys to pick. And I do appreciate that. Like she can acknowledge I shit, like I gave you the benefit of the doubt. And at this point, I can't keep giving you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yep. Just because I haven't seen it to my face. There's a certain amount of leeway I will give. And yeah, sure. Maybe if it was just meatball coming for you, I would maybe feel differently. But meatball is only validating what my friend they say best friends. I'm never going to call them best friends. Yeah, That's not true. <laughs> My actual friend though, Gabby said about you and you said to her, is now being validated by everything else, you, all your other actions. Absolutely. And you know what? With that, I think we can jump to week three because everything that we learned from the rest of this episode comes into week three a lot. And we start off week three with Hayden. Yeah, I think we can maybe just lead into the whole Rachel's rejection and the way she behaved though at the rose ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's briefly recap that a little they skipped the rose ceremony, which I've already, or the cocktail party, which I've already said was like a fucked up move that shouldn't have happened. I think they all just, both the ladies and the men deserved a chance to talk to each other before they made their final decisions. Before they made them choose, like of all times to a lot time for the, it was the dumbest time to cancel a cocktail party and I do not at all think the women were the reason that cocktail party was canceled I think that was 100% production sometimes I do believe it's the lead I yeah. don't believe it nope it definitely was not I completely agree with you and what we see then is that each of the women have roses if the person that they choose So if they say, you know, Alec, will you accept this rose? And spoiler alert, Alec says no to Rachel. I won't accept your rose. I want to buy Alec. That means Alec has to go back with the guys and either Gabby has to change her mind about who she's already decided. And that's the thing is they act as though it's something like there's still a possibility for the other person as though the women didn't decide before the ceremony started together. (laughs) Unless they had like- was going to pick. Unless they had like some random impromptu feeling at the last minute of like Which something. they could time. have, but, but they were acting as though it was far more possible than it already was. Like absolutely. they would have to actively unchoose someone else. To yep. do- it reminds me actually of Ben Flannick's season when Chantel from the old person like shows up half season, yeah. like in episode three, is like, I'd love to join the show. And he was going to give her a rose before his front runner said like this was fucked up and hard yeah right and he suddenly was like I can't give a rose and then didn't give it to anybody 
and there was one less person chosen. But you definitely have to be influenced by like something that happens in the middle of the rose ceremony that sways your opinion. That's the only way something could have changed. And that was not in the cards for what was going to happen. Like someone rejecting Rachel isn't going to make Gabby change her mind about who she was more into. Exactly. And then on top of that, if you, you give out a rose and they reject it, that rose gets taken away. But did you notice that before this, the rose ceremony started, Rachel had nine roses and Gabby had eight roses. So what is going on there? Off the bat is not right because already Rachel had more people in her rose camp than Gabby did. Yep. Because Gabby didn't give out a group date rose. So what were they, were the producers expecting that the guys were going to reject her? Like what the fuck was going on? How did they had already spoken to all the guys? They clearly had to, they probably had one-on-one moments with each of them. Who are you? Who's your camp? Who are you team for? Exactly. And that was, I think it was 100% intentional. Yeah. And I also feel like it's all the guys after Tremaine, because it's fair enough for the guy, first guy to be like, I don't know, because they don't know what the situation is right away. But then any guy after that where it's like, oh, we're just going back in this line where the person's going to give out the road. Like they should have figured it out. I know that was shocking to me. I'm like, oh, okay. So you've already seen that this clearly doesn't work out for the first guy that tried this. It was, I think it was Alec was the first guy. And then Tremaine was the first guy. Oh, really? I thought it was flipped. Well, Jermaine was the first guy followed. And that's what's really crazy is Meatball's the last guy. So he has no excuse for him circling back to her. But Alec, I believe it was Jermaine, then Alec. Fucking Meatball. Oh my God. Anyway. Yeah. So this was insane. Um, Rachel is fully playing into what the producers planted and giving them way too much, you know, Power. power. And like satisfaction for this ploy that they fully just accomplished it worked and they have a little side chat Rachel and Gabby do before before like the final like few like after the first two rejections they like sidestep they sidestep and Rachel's saying oh my god I cannot believe these guys have just rejected me and Gabby says oh yeah that's how I felt yesterday when I had those one-on-one conversations and they did that and Rachel said yeah but yours was not in front of everyone and here's the thing I get why there is a certain added humiliation about it happening in a rose ceremony. We don't fucking say that to Gabby's face after she had, first of all, a way more personal rejections, like the way Way she wasn't sitting there watching the rejections. So she doesn't know how absolutely rude they were to her face. And also let's just talk about objectively, like the difference between a construed ceremonial practice of you get to accept decide one way or the other which is so not personal compared to a date where they could have just chatted them both up but instead they were like actively chose i need to tell you that i am not interested in you sexually or romantically yeah so much more offensive or romantically maybe only sexually it's like rude it's just one of those friends that you have that's like you just don't know if you want to proceed with your friendship because they're kind of high maintenance and attention seeking and taking over 
kind of most it, it was a real like hearing that out of Rachel's mouth to Gabby was extremely jarring and upsetting and made me think about their whole dynamic in general me too I was like "Ooh, this is not this is not looking good so moving on though this is how Rachel was feeling going into week three and yes. Back on Hayden and his action. She gave him her final rose. And that was really what sold it for me is that like Gabby specifically said Hayden's name and about what he said. And she still gave him a rose. Yikes, big yikes. So Hayden has uh, a bunch of different one-on-one conversations with guys at the mansion. He's spinning the story so hard. It's ridiculous. He's saying, you know, Gabby is the one who used the word rough around the edges to describe herself. She did it twice. Like, what am I supposed to do? This bitch used these words and I like, I can't say them too. He says bitch. And then when he says this bitch, when he's having a conversation with Nate and one other dude about it, Nate is literally like, dude, that is so rough, bro. Like, no, that's rough, bro. When he finds out what he actually said, because he's like, wait, what actually happened? Nate is like, so like, tell me. He's like, well, I said, you know, she's rough around the edges. And Nate goes, oh, no, that's kind of rough, bro. Like, what? Like, wait, what? And that's when Hayden suddenly starts twisting and being like, well, Gabby said it first. Like, and that, then bitch, maybe you shouldn't have used that word is what he literally says. Verbatim said, then bitch, maybe you shouldn't have. And then he says those bitches. He says something like, um, Gabby is a dumbass. I heard him say something about a dumbass. Yeah. And then he also says, I don't know how anyone here would want to marry these girls. So that's where we start off week three with before we get uh, Jesse coming in and just vaguely telling the guys that they're going to France. No city, nothing. He literally just says, guys, we're going to France. France. Oh, wee wee. Oh, they might as well have done that. You might as well have done that. And that two guys get to go early to Paris for their one-on-one dates. And he announces the two as Tino for Rachel and Jason for Gabby. So clearly, like, this was an expensive part of their whole, you know, season is that two guys get to go to Paris. Paris is so fucking expensive. For sure. So, also, like, I think there was the cap, one of the cafes that they featured, I think I sat in and ate at once. Oh my God. I love that. It was like you. at a corner where I felt like I was like, I feel like I went there in the rain uh, and was like, trying I'm to like, like, can we just talk about how jealous I, I am so jealous of these dates? They are the Please. most. Let's go on dates in Paris together. I would love that. I would Honestly, love. We'd have a great Paris trip. We would have a great Paris trip. I had a great time in Paris. Like I was with no one I knew. I skipped the Versailles tour that you paid extra for. So I yeah. was with the, like two other people who skipped it as well. And I think yeah. we went to that exact cafe. That's amazing. And drank See, wine I want, and had lunch, and it was great. I want this. I want like a day in Paris in the rain, like shopping for sure. and like and making crepes are you kidding me so tino and jason are in paris yes um they start off we have a girl chat right oh, away where- the ladies are have a little palais de cafe uh yeah they're and Rachel- at, they're hanging out at a french cafe coffee shop to talk about 
what just happened. And then their men come to pick them up from their, for their dates from the cafe. And I'm sorry, but I know that like, it might not have been this way in reality because things can get cut together and we see things happen multiple times. But when Rachel brings up her embarrassment about the rose rejection right away, I was like, bitch, if you don't shut up about this, I want to bitch slap you. I felt exactly the same way. I'm just like, shut up. Like you never give Gabby a chance to talk about how she's feeling in these situations. And who cares? Like, She also has an ITM where she said she's really afraid the guys are going to switch over to Gabby or that they'll feel like if they're in her team that they're in the loser group, which I understand. That's fair. Like I would be afraid. And that's the thing. There are certain amounts with what Rachel says that I think are valid and fair and like her insecurities are being played on by producers. So there is that element. But (laughs) there are times to Gabby. Let Gabby talk. So then the rest of the guys show up to France. We don't know where the fuck they are in France, the rest of the guys. Do we get it? Yeah, they're like somewhere else. They're like somewhere else. Um, Jesse, Jesse Palmer is full on speaking. I think fun. he's Canadian. Is he, he is. not Canadian? No, he is. He is. Oh, that's um, why he has his French. Okay. He, makes sense. He grew up in Ontario, I think, or nearby. So he like was probably he's near in- enough to Quebec and Alberta and stuff yeah but I do feel like it was obviously he did like some sort of schooling by choice to like learn French like I don't know unless he was in like an immersion program well I think that's even if like you're not in a French immersion which is really common where he is and did live because he's Canadian that was my one thing I was like I yeah. think he was Canadian yeah but even if you're not in immersion school like it's much more of a normal path for a man to take French if you're in Canada then like we say when he's like any of you guys speak fucking French and like (sighs) the group date no one speak has spoken it and because only women and like gay men in America take French apparently so it's oh my god yeah well I love someone who took French (laughs) I thought it was amazing that Jesse was showing off his French I loved it go Jesse No, we you know you scored some points for us because as a host I love you Jesse You've been like a little, a little dry for me. I've always felt, I I want the best for Jesse and I want him to succeed. Me too. He'll get there. He'll get there. Well, then I believe in him. I believe he has it. There are moments I'm like, oof, not your best. But same with Harrison in season three. Like, no, that's true. Jesse's second season. And you know what? I do have to say, just like with Harrison, after a while, when you see Jesse and he gives his spiel, like you start to cut, you, you, you feel like you want to give him a hug. Like, Hey, Hey, Jesse. I would give Jesse a hug. Like I'm starting to kind of be on the, you know, Jesse ship. I'm, so speaking, speaking of yeah. ships, oh, um, ships, the most brilliant thing that this franchise could ever do is put these guys on a giant cruise ship and the rest of the season, they just travel. So genius. They travel around Europe and stop at new cities for different dates. So smart. Via like, cruise ship, which they keep doing drone shots of, and it's so dramatic. It and is a cruise huge. ship has it has venues. Like a lot of the people I work with right now, the aerialists I work with, yeah, have cruise ship experience as their main experience. And like they're yeah. in the end, they're do they're massive productions and during the day. Right. No, absolutely. And then they go and work as a crew. You know for a fact that like that cruise ship is not just for them. They they have a small section of the cruise ship, but it is so private. 
that nobody even knows that they're filming this show there. It's no. just perfectly done. Like it's brilliant. Like we see later their group date is so clearly using utilizing the venue that is yes. the ship. Yes. And the rose ceremony, all of it. It's, it's so genius. smart. It is absolutely genius. I'm here for it. I think it's really fun Agreed. because we get to see them hop off onto different different parts of the world. Apparently and like, Brussels or Belgium's next, not yeah. Brussels, but Belgium yeah. is next. Like that's <laughs> so fun. They're definitely like Paris, oh, cool. then like a different city in France, probably south of France. I don't know. That's probably where yeah. the best thing is they were, the men didn't meet them in Paris because Paris isn't on the ocean. Right. And also like so expensive. So the cruise ship couldn't meet them in Paris. No. Obviously. No. no. Like you need a small little like Cleve yeah. cruise. Yeah. 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 Exactly. A- no, this is one of those giant, I think it's Virgin is the um, cruise ship I line. you're right. But wonderful idea. We are so, I'm so ha- happy and excited about it. I think it's so good thing. So good. Um, one thing I am not liking though about how they're moving forward with this is they are branding the guys as either Team Gabby or Team Rachel. They have different like areas. They're like, they're here's the Team Rachel suite and the Team Gabby suite. You Gross. guys are blatantly pitting them against Gross. each other. Team, it's so weird. You couldn't have all you had, any other verbiage. All you had to say was Gabby's men versus Rachel's men. That's it. That's it. They That's literally should have been like Gabby's boys, Rachel's boys. That's yeah. what it should have been. That would have been hilarious. ABC. That would have been so funny to me. Gabby's boss babies, Rachel's boss babies. Also, what network is The Bachelor on was a crossword clue today. Oh my God, amazing. And I'm I like, ABC, you motherfucker. <laughs> You're like the one crossword that I got for the day. I know what you fucked up people do. ABC is responsible for everything you've done. <laughs> I remember you. Don't, I'll never forget the shit you've put these women through. Anyway, moving on. Rachel and Tino. Rachel and Tino, they have a date. Okay, I want to talk about this for a second. Sure. Rachel and Tino are walking to their date together to eat and make crepes. And Tino says, you know, I'm actually kind of surprised you picked me. I wasn't sure if you liked me. And then Rachel goes, oh, really? Uh, well, I don't like you as a joke. Yeah, she does a little like, like neg banter of, I don't like you. I didn't necessarily catch that right before. He's like, I wasn't sure if you liked me. Oh, that's like, I, was, I caught I went, it more of, my, at least like when I was interpreting it. Because I don't remember verbatim what he said at all. That is what he said. I saw it was him being like, oh, I didn't even know if you liked me, but in a flirty way where he obviously knew she liked him, you know? Oh, Holly, I want you to go back and watch this scene because- Because I did feel how awkward it was (gasps) when she said, I don't like you. I felt that awkwardness, like, but I could see why, like, in the weird moment, he was like- you know, I felt I like you liked me and I thought you liked me, but like, I wasn't sure till this date. And then her word choice was, I really well, don't so like it because I would have done the same thing. I would have been late trying, in that moment. Was she trying to be like Gabby though? That's my question. Yes. You know, so part yes. of me sometimes that she real, like Rachel's clearly so self-aware of 
what the differences are between the two of them because she clearly pointed out a lot she's like I feel like some guys are gonna like Gabby I'm worried about this they're gonna choose her side and she knows that like her Gabby's shtick is her humor and so I feel like maybe she's trying to pull that sarcastic card a little bit that's what I felt as well I felt like she was trying to pull a Gabby kind of sarcasm there like a Gabby yeah I felt that for sure well but I also like leading up to it for Tino specifically I didn't feel like he was necessarily saying like I didn't think you liked me I thought it was he was confident and I could see why she would feel like that, that was the desire to one. kind of yeah. neg that well they go and they eat crepes and she jokes like oh isn't this sexy and he gets all awkward he's like uh you look cute <laughs> yeah very awkward and then there's a very random crepe stand guy who goes hey you two you want to make crepes <laughs> so funny and then, oh and then they sit down and have a glass of wine and tino says he hasn't done this in a long time as in he probably hasn't had like a series like more of a the impression a i was getting the impression I was getting is not that he hasn't gone on a date. It's just that he hasn't done something with someone he actually likes in a while, like something this romantic in a long time. Yeah. And, and then I can see that and not even necessarily like someone he likes, but something this romantic as a date. Sure. I, yeah. I sure. think there's a difference in that too. Definitely. Definitely. So then they walk around in the rain and they kiss outside the Italian cultural center. It's very cute. It was very much like the Italian cultural center was like Marquis was right in our eyes. <laughs> Is it because Rachel's Italian? Uh, quite probably like, quite honestly. maybe. And Tino is cute. I like clearly like they vibe. They have chemistry. Like there's just a great date. Then we see Gabby and Jason have their little day portion of the j- date. And um, Gabby da- Gabby does her like Jason. <laughs> She's like, oh, oui, oui, like, c'est français. Uh, she says, like, oh, uh, I'm going to have a date with Jason. Yeah. Um, then, you know, she also, in her ITM, she says, like, you know, Jason is quiet. I'm really not sure about him, but that's why I wanted to take him on his date, see what things were like. They end up going beret shopping. Gabby, in her ITM, says, I look like a bald baby, a queen from Snow White, a chef, anything but good. Girl, I feel you. When when the hat is not flattering and I, I so understand. She's like, I should have worn my hair down. Oh yeah. Your hair was down. Everything would be different. But she said specifically, she's like, she's wearing her bun, her like low bun. And it's like, I did not wear the right hairstyle for this. So freaking funny. And I feel so bad because I understand it so hard. Me too. When you wear a hat and your hair is like fully slicked back, you're gonna look like a bald baby. Exactly. It's, it was hilarious. Well, her, Bald baby and boss baby. Jason's not really a boss baby. He wishes. He wishes. <laughs> well, he tells her that she brings the sunshine to rainy days in Paris. It's pretty gross. I and got sunshine <laughs> on a cloudy day. That's all <laughs> I can think about. Holly and I have had like two glasses of wine, but yet clearly it's showing in our pocket. I wouldn't need a single glass of wine for that to be what I was thinking about. Because my God, that's all I think about. <laughs> like you can't say you bring sunshine without like Motown going in your background. No, it's true. It's very, very true. Um, so she laughs really hard at him saying that, too which I'm hard. like, way too hard. I'm like, 
bro, he wasn't that funny, but okay. So then the four of them meet up at the coffee shop, the same coffee shop, it looks like. Yeah, they kind of reconvened. They reconvened. It was kind of cute. I like that they did that because then the guys could like, you know, do right, the guys could chat thing. about like, how's your day going? And the girls could be like, how's your day going? Yeah. Gabby says her date was magical, but they, it was all pretty surface level. So she's excited. She does say she's in love, which is a lot. I think she's fully joking, but it is. Hilarious. I know she's fully joking, but it is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's fully a lot. It's definitely Rachel- a joke, but it's too much for this surface level date, especially because I have my own personal feelings about how I just don't trust Jason oh yeah you don't like Jason I don't trust Jason it's not even that I don't like him or anything specific I do not fucking trust Jason because let's get we'll get back to the it started with Rachel's evening but let's go into Gabby's Jason like and Gabby they re reconnect and get Jason's like I showered twice and like the temperature on the European showers they're joking they're light-hearted Jason says he didn't sleep three for three hours. He was an insecure kid. He's proven. No, himself. he didn't sleep for three days. Oh. <laughs> he said, I, he said, Gabby, listen to me. I didn't sleep for three days when I You're showed not up. Okay. Jason, you need to go to bed. <laughs> also as someone who's been to Europe and traveled and had the sleep issue, I was not okay. No, it's, it's not easy. Um, I should not have entered a relationship in that state. Yeah, so as you were saying, Jason mentions that he was an insecure kid. He always felt like he had to prove himself to other people. He mentioned something about being in competitive tennis. And because of that competition, he started to hate it. And then he quit. And so it makes him, he does feel like insecure. And it takes him longer to open up. But that when he goes to therapy, it really helps him. And he wishes he had had those skills as a kid. Gabby says, you know, my mom never had the tools to love me back. She tells him what, similarly with what she had told Erich about her experience with her mom. And I do like that they have this moment of like therapy solidarity where Jason's like, have you heard of inner child work? Um, Gabby thinks it's a good time too to mention that you know Hayden told me I'm rough around the edges like (laughs) okay and Jason says no it's just his insecurity projecting I don't know it's fine I I don't love him but I like him enough to be like he's a good dude like I think you know if he sticks around I'm not gonna think to myself "Eh," but everything he said is good right I appreciate the things he said there is something about his face and the expressions that makes me not trust him. And we'll find out if it's accurate. If you're right, I will applaud you so hard on this podcast because I don't think anybody yet has that inkling. No, because the show's not editing it that way at all. So I honestly wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't even surface on the show. True, but he could still very much be like this. He could show up on Paradise and finally everyone's like, and I would be like, I told you so. Except oh. I'm not an asshole, so I won't do that. Because I understand it hasn't shown up. He hasn't said a word. There's no good reason for me to not like him. Yeah. But everything, every face he makes makes me not trust him. You know, it's interesting you say that, though, because we were on the same page about him at the beginning. During our bio ba- breakdown, we really didn't like him. We didn't like his whatever. Don't his even remember were. his bio, but I'm sure that's true. 
we did not like him. We thought he was shady and not very physically attractive, to be honest. And then when he did whatever he did for his limo exit, we also thought was kind of weird. He stepped out with a smirk. And it, I, I remember this one very vividly is there was a smirk when he looked at both women that I just did not like. I didn't trust it. It was too cocky. It was too arrogant. And I didn't like it. Yeah. And he just he's never, I always, I just kind of assumed he would go home. Like this, that's the thing with me is it's more like, I'm surprised that she finds him. I'm most shocked that it was Gabby, to be honest. I could have seen her going, him going farther with Rachel. I'm shocked it's Gabby falling for his shit because I thought it was really obvious and thought Rachel, it wouldn't be obvious to but to Gabby, she would see through it. So I'm kind of surprised it's Gabby falling for him because everything about his mannerisms, the way he like looks down, he holds his chin up and like talks down to people. Mm. And that's very much Nick Vial thing that really bugged me. I have to say mm-hmm. it was specifically Nick Vial. And I was like, I think this is why everyone hates him. It's because he keeps keeping his chin up and staring down and it's rude. You know, you could be onto something. I'm going to leave it at, I like him. I like this date. I think that he at least, like, they at least had a conversation that was beyond just, oh, I'm excited to be here with you, you know? And like, I kind of think that's really in the vein of Nick Viall, where on the show, honestly, like, his relationships with women, I can't necessarily say there was anything really wrong with, like, yeah, but he did. But I, I still know- think he's an asshole. I know exactly what you're talking about with Nick Viall. I don't get that impression from Jason yet. We will Reassuring. see. Reassuring. Did offend can- Nick Vial. I, I posted a review on someone else's podcast <laughs> and he happened to be a guest immediately afterwards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then I was said, I can't believe it took Nick Vial for me to find this podcast. And he was on the podcast when I was, when the, they read the review and he goes, ah, well, it's like, I didn't mean it to be rude. I meant like, it's really genuinely shocking. Like, <laughs> I meant like, it no. seriously. You're like, no, I is like, <laughs> like a Muppet being like, <laughs> he can't come up with words. This, this in now, guys, Nick Viall is actually a Muppet. He is a Muppet. Nick Viall has been a Muppet for like five years. That's what's wild. It's like, he is playing a role. He's, he's so totally fucking playing a role. Playing a role. Yeah, it, it's so clear. Like I watched one of his podcast episodes on YouTube like it's a couple so weeks ago. Annoying. And it's it's not just annoying, but like you can tell it's not him. Like he is he thinks he's too good for this franchise. Yes. So then why are you still doing this? Like so why are you why is your only laughing? success based in this franchise? If, that's, if- so, that's so disingenuous. Like you're one of you're one of the people in the room that says, Oh, the bachelor's so stupid. He judges The Bachelor so hard, and yet it's the only reason he has anything in his life at all. Like, literally, he would have nothing. He would not have his hot nurse girlfriend. He wouldn't have shit. He'd be in fucking Michigan with his 11 siblings doing nothing with his life (laughs) if it weren't for this show, and yet he judges it so hard. You're totally right. Yeah, Nick, I'm sorry. He thinks so highly of himself and it's not valid. Like you are not special. You are not cool. You are not unique. I I honestly hate Nick Vial probably more than Jason, but Jason (laughs) gives me Nick Vial energy. I'm excited to see how this plays out. I think that's my summary to it. I don't think it'll play out on this show, this season even. I think he'll be fine. Based on the editing, they aren't giving us any foreshadowing of him being evil. 
So I don't think he'll be evil on the season. But I, I think time might tell. I kind of hope he is just for this sake. That would be so entertaining. For my sake, I would love for him to be evil. But I think he's not going to be evil until paradise. You, you, you're on to something maybe. I think I might oh. be ahead of the game about that. Not to be too much of a Becca Martinez thinking like, Hey, you're, you're psychic. I'm a psychic, but like, like, yeah, I think I'm right about him. No, anyway. we both have fairly good intuition. Okay. So we do have a group date and it's just Gabby's group date. Here's for now. Gabby's boxing group date, which we did mention. Uh, and I don't so, think we needed to talk about Rachel and her whole insecurity because we already talked about it. Yeah, we did briefly. I mean, I think we can come back to it when she gets real emotional. I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, that's true. So she's she enjoying she her date. The guys are boxing. It's Savat. Before they do their little brawl, they have to like state like their intentions with Gabby. And Nate had a really cute one. That's really the only thing that was like of note. Yeah, he basically just pays attention to Gabby's mannerisms. I can't he remember. mentioned all the little things about her that he enjoys, and it was very yeah. specific. All the guys are, like, growing out. Quincy needs an oxygen tank. He's struggling. Yeah, he would be me. He's Yeah, he's fully struggling. I Honestly, like, Quincy's commentary is kind of funny. I mean, he... Pro-Quincy uh, for that sake. Just for that. His limo exit literally put him in the grave. Absolutely not. Do not tell me you're part of the celibacy club and then... <laughs> like a year and a half is anything yeah he I'm really glad he didn't stay after this episode Me um too. we do have a gross another moment from Kirk where he's trying to play the whole like pastor cult leader like football coach role where he says if I have to get down on one knee for you I have to get back up to fight I'm like bro stop I no, hate no one cares for your patriotic weird ass American okay you weird Texas football coach like over it so I do want to point out that Spencer wins the date and we we kind of see that he does win it but then I just wanted to note that like compared to so both Rachel and Gabby's group dates there's a lack of communication with the viewers like suddenly we're just having like one-on-one moments with yeah, we didn't really see why Spencer won. And honestly, we didn't really see much of her connection with Spencer because I yeah. felt like we were so focused on Rachel being rejected by these guys not look making eye contact with her. And which suddenly, is where I'm like, Rachel, chill the fuck. Oh God. And suddenly it was just like, oh, okay. So here now we have Spencer and Gabby sitting down and we get two seconds of them talking. I saw nothing about gabby and spencer i genuinely have no commentary on it they literally tossed just talked about military life and then he gets how hard it is being a military brat that's it so we're focused on rachel being like no one made eye contact with me Uh, no one would look at me no one came to pull me aside she even turns to gabby at the beginning of the date when it's supposed to be gabby's date it is gabby's fucking date it's not about you rachel and Rachel turns to Gabby and she says, my guys are being so aggro right now. They're not even looking at me. At me. Look at Tino in the corner. He's literally jumping. And granted, it was kind of stupid. As I was say, I would know. probably have commented on that. And he was like literally prepping to fight himself like a little kid, you know, watching like his uncle go out. Ridiculous. And- but so- overall, like 
I, I think we have to put in mind imagining the layout of this date was clearly not conducive for the guys to pull her aside and for her anger to be that they, no one pulled her or made eye contact as though she could possibly be making eye contact with every single man for 100% of the time. Like they could have looked at you and you missed it. Yeah. That's no. not a good enough, valid enough reason for this drama level. No, absolutely. Yeah. I just, I felt weird about Rachel making this whole date about her. Yeah. And also like, if we think about it too, not only are the guys in a weird position, like we talked about, they don't know what they're supposed to do on these dates, but it was Gabby's date. So even if they did, if someone had, you know, the guts to like pull Rachel aside, it might be offensive to Gabby because Gabby's exactly. trying to watch her. Gabby's trying to focus on her guys. She's and trying to Rachel is right them. next to Gabby. It's not like yeah. Rachel's on her own. It's just unreasonable for her to get that offended. And you know, I do want to give her a little bit of credit because we could have some producer manipulation being there like always is. There always is me knowing that, but to give the guys the benefit of the doubt in that scenario, honestly. Yeah, like, like that wasn't have, really on them. You still have some autonomy to, and also some self-reflection to realize when something's too producer contrived versus yeah. what you feel. You should, yeah, that's also true. Like as a lead, you need to have a certain amount of awareness about producer influence. So we get a moment after the date where Rachel ends up going up to her guys and telling them that her feelings had been hurt. They didn't pay attention to her. They didn't make eye contact with her. To me, it felt like one of those situations where your girlfriend is mad at you and you have no idea why. And it's mostly just because she's insecure and can't handle her own emotional jealousy and issues. Like Definitely. And honestly, I can say that being gay because I feel like a lot of I feel like it's a light subject. It's a touchy subject for women to talk about this, right? Because so often women get pinpointed as being too emotional or that their needs are too much. I was about to say, I feel like I've potentially been a Rachel in the past where like certain little detail, little things that I interpreted a certain way really emotionally affected me. And maybe even I misunderstood something, but like it hurt. But also- I was probably like 20. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. But my point to that is too, is like, it's okay for us, I think, to take the gender roles out of this situation and realize like, there is a moment where it crosses a line of like, you're taking your own emotional insecurity and projecting that onto other people. And it's not fair. Like you, they didn't do anything rightfully to make you feel like you needed to criticize them like their children. Like, like, honestly, this was a weird mother-child role that she was kind of playing. And I feel for these guys because they're, they're sitting there like so confused. Like what the fuck did we, what were we supposed to do? No, they are thrown by this like whole confrontation from Rachel. They are all lost. It's bad. It's really bad. And, and we move into, you know, the next day where she has her group date um, it's a weird, 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 weird date. fucking date. The weirdest date we might have ever had on this show, to be quite honest. Uh, the guys walk in on a French couple making out. I hate and this date. It lasts either the produce or either it's cut to make it seem like it lasted longer than it did, but it was really fucking long. No, here's the reality is they can't cut it to make it look like it lasted longer than it did. They only could cut it down. 
You can't <laughs> add content. You're, that's so right. They it like, was longer uh, than that. And they cut it. They added like no silence and no music and all that. But they couldn't fucking add minutes to their right. makeout. If anything, right. it was longer than what we saw. It was so awkward. And it then horrible. Rachel introduces and says, these are my friends, Flora and Boris. And they're Flora, not. <laughs> I love their They're names. not your fucking friends, Rachel. I love their French ass names, Flora and Boris. Boris? So, Boris is so good. Flora, so good. Just funniest thing to me that their first task is flirting. So Zach decides, let me give you a bear hug. Does um, anyone know what flirting is? We have Zach's weird bear hug. And then all these other guys are like physically like kissing her hand. And then there's Ethan who crawled. They don't use their words at all, which really confuses me. Like, no, none of them think it's a good idea to talk with her. No, first they talk too much. And then, like, we get an ITM with, like, the Flora, who's like, flirting is a uh, body language. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when we get Ethan crawling on the floor, though that's what she meant. <laughs> They're crawling on the floor. First, it was too many guys so saying, like, their intentions as though that's flirting, and that's not. I love how much, um, maybe who was it? Was it Meatball who was seriously hyping up Ethan in the ITMs and being like, Probably. you know, Ethan, Ethan was just being a Black Panther. It was, he was being a sexy Black Panther. I was like, wow, you really just spun that around. Good for Good supportive friend. Good friend. Um, I actually thought that the smelling the armpit thing was really funny. We'll get back to the, to the worst, the worst one of all of these stages, but smelling the armpit this is an actual, this is a really funny experiment because I've smelled an armpit that was so fucking heinous. I was like, <laughs> it doesn't matter how handsome you are. There is no level of which this armpit is okay in you know, any way, shape or form. Do you know that this is like a test for like incest avoidance? So this is a common sociology experiment where people put on blindfolds and actually I've seen videos of this where they have the people go on treadmills for a while first. So they, you know, they break a sweat yeah. and the people come in the room and they have on blindfolds and they test to see if blindly they can detect the person that is most close to their genealogy. Like if there's any sort of genetic resemblance and they have found that pheromones from, you know, like just armpit sweat are a good indicator of incest avoidance because all of the people over and over again detected the people who were like close in line. Did it work? Like, did they not vibe with their family? They did not vibe with their family based on smell. I think this is a smart date idea. I mean, Rachel can now sniff out if somebody's in her bloodline. It's foul, but I'm not against it. It's scientific, so I'm here for it. You need to smell an armpit. And honestly, I'm pro, yeah. If you have any love interest, and you smell their armpit and you're like, absolutely the fuck not. I'm pro that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, their worst test of all of this is that they have to French kiss their own fist. And some of the guys like Hayden are fully licking their fist like it's a fucking ice cream cone. I'm so It was so upset. gross. I am so, you know, what is also upsetting to me 
I was getting a weird impression, especially from Hayden with his weird tongue moves. I was like, ew, is this, is this like how you go down on a girl? Definitely. Like Hayden, especially. No, no, it was concerning. It was very concerning and horrifying and heinous and disgusting. And I have no good things to say about the French kissing your fist. I just don't even know how anyone could gloss that over. As I'll say, except for the fact that I don't think I could date anyone I saw do that. No, 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 no. That would be... Like, that just solidifies that Tino's your only option because you didn't have to watch him do that. Thank God. But um, we did also have a love letter moment and Tyler uh, has a really stupid poem that for some reason... Gabby is really, really into. And again, no, sorry, Rachel (laughs) is really, really into. And again, we don't get any clarification about what's going on. And suddenly we just transition to a one-on-one moment with Tyler and Rachel, because that's who she picks for the date. And I'm like, where was that? It was such a seam, like seamless transition in the sense that it made no fucking sense. And they gave us nothing not seamless at all the opposite of a smooth seamless like yeah what no sense at all there was was no anything somehow Rachel is fully simping for him after he talks about you know how he by the way the poem that he read he had already written the night before did you catch that that's sus as fuck he said he after basically after she got mad at all the guys, he went back to his hotel room and wrote a poem for her. And it just happened to work out that at the date they were supposed to share a love letter. And so he reads out his poem and she's loving this. Like the fact that she is this into his dumb ass poem is concerning to me. I was going to say, this really shows Rachel and her age. And her values, like, what the fuck? And then he also talks about how he bought his ex-girlfriend a house. And after he bought her a house, she, like, rejected him out of the blue. I'm like, boy, have some emotional intelligence. I mean, coming from Why did you buy a house? Coming from someone who has been rejected completely out of the blue, I get it to some extent. But you still know better than to have a mortgage for somebody also I was about to say he said for not with so like it was it gives me the impression that he chose to buy this house for her and she was like I didn't ask you to do that (laughs) (laughs) like wait the fuck you want me to live in this house you bought for us like this is like your way of professing your love was to go buy a house that's so before I told you I was down my avoidant attachment style is literally in the back, like in the corner vomiting right now. Uh, the idea of somebody doing that for me when I that's what I sense for his poor ex-girlfriend. Poor girl. Also, he mentions that uh, he's really happy and excited about the idea of being a stay-at-home husband and dad, you know, because his career is selling fucking Oh yeah, oh, yeah. let's talk board. about that. Let's fucking bring that back. His career is selling basketball hoop arcade games on one of like a famous boardwalk. Of course he has time spending on the fucking store. Guys, we so cannot ridiculous. ignore the full picture here. No wonder his ex-girlfriend was like, no, I don't want to see your fucking basketball hoops anymore in a house you bought me. No, I don't want a basketball hoop on every floor. I don't want this fucking arcade game. 
in my sight ever again. His poor ex. Oh Lord. Anyway, that honestly, the only other thing I want to say about Rachel's group date was that Logan went to have a side chat with Jesse at the empty bar on the fucking yacht they're on to be like, oh, I'm still into Gabby, blah, blah, blah. So we know that's a whole thing. Anyway, Gabby's group date. Yeah, well, Gabby's cocktail party or the cocktail party with both of them because we already we already went over Gabby's group date with the guys. Right. One quick moment. So Rachel tells Tyler that she sees so much of herself in him. And Gabby said the same thing to Jason earlier, but I'm like, you see yourself in this person? That is just like a weird, you know, we've had we've had our like stereotyped words the past few seasons feeling unseen was really like Michelle's big thing like oh I'm not seen that comes up you know there's themes I have never heard of this one that I see so much of myself in you that's a weird parental thing like it is weird myself and you is not what I want in a partner it came from both of them they both said it (laughs) which is some weird producer shit because that's not normal that's not normal. That's really weird. That's a good call out because you're right. That's sus. That's weird as shit. I don't understand. That's under- producer shit. Um, but getting to this final cocktail party where Gabby is in her deep plum burgundy-ish like purpley red dress with like an open back because it's a halter plunge. So she's got side boobs. She's got front boob. Gorgeous. Not a sparkle. Just like stunning. And she has sheer sleeves. Did you notice that? There are like these tool sleeves that came down from it. it I didn't notice. Gorgeous. I thought it was sleeveless. No, no. So it was sleeveless, but it has. I saw that? her in the little shawl for blanket cover up. So like I could probably just missed it. What's the name of that? You probably know this. When a dress has like that tool kind of lining underneath. What's that called? Illusion. It- illusion. Yeah. It was illusion. It was actually illusion right here with sleeves. I missed the sleeves entirely. Oh, it was gorgeous. And there were little sparkles on it. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And then Rachel had just this black high slit with the weird like garter just to hold the slit together again. That was very a la night one. It was all black. The neckline didn't fit her right. Like the back clearly was bunching. I just, I was like, it's not her worst. It's not her best. I liked her. Uh, I don't know if it was a group date or her like evening with one-on-one with Tino where she had a sparkly black plunge. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That was, that was pretty. That was with Tino. She looks pretty. She looks hot. Her boobs were like on display and I enjoyed it. Whereas normally I feel like they're trying to hide them and she had unflattering in the way they're trying to hide them. She had like dark makeup too, which worked for her. It was like this dark eyeliner that was kind of sexy smoky no that that was a great look and I just felt like this one was so less than what she had then and I was disappointed me too me freaking too uh yeah but Gabby and Nate have a cute moment where she like thanks him basically for appreciating all the little things they have a cute moment they even looked like they were matching in his outfit like his like deep burgundy plum jacket yeah it looked really good yeah cute then we have Hayden oh god so Hayden basically in his ITMs is like gotta pull out all the stops let's get ready gotta pull the dying dog card he 
waxes poetic to Rachel about his dog that had a brain tumor where he had to get radiation and that way he'd have a year left, all this stuff. He shows Rachel the dog toy that was his radiation comfort toy. And I just want to point out what the flying fuck are you doing taking the toy with you so you can use it as a prop for sympathy from Rachel when you are also abandoning your dog that is dying and you took his comfort toy? Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Let's talk about if this were a human. Let's I'm terrified. As let's someone say who you were, loves their dog more than right. their entire life. No, I mean, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about how the audience would react if this were a person. This if is my I, son, and this if, is his toy that, this is his chemo blanket that made him comfortable. chemo blanket that made him comfortable, and I brought it with me. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Actually heinous and not okay. And like, I feel for anyone whose dog is fucking dying. That's the worst. I know. You get what he's, you get what he should be like not doing right now. Exactly. So like, I would never have taken her hedgehog, her toy, like the thing she loved the most. I knew she loved me so much that me being away was also hard. So I'm not going to take your toy with me. His duck that I know that duck toy brand, like I I've seen that duck toy before it's deflated. And cause he, his dog clearly like fully gutted that toy. So yeah. cute. Like it, your so dog cute. loves and the dog is so, of a duck. And the duck is so dirty. It's so cute. And you took it from your dog. You took that and like some little other thing that the he foot dropped. that he already ripped off of said duck. Yeah. What the fuck? It was literally like the flipper of the duck. This is so ridiculous. Rachel is like, Rachel's amused and like giving him the time of day. But then suddenly Tino comes up to steal her away. And she just very politely is like, okay, well, thank you so much for sharing this with me. And Hayden's pissed. In his ITMs, he's literally like, Rachel got up so quickly for the conversation. What I expected was for her to give a minute for this conversation, not get up and leave quicker than when she sat down so bad. And then we get various clips. I love the like filtered clips showing earlier scenes that we didn't see from the show. It's so good. Right. Um, Hayden saying, I don't want to compare my ex to this bitch. And then he calls Gabby a dumbass. Um, He also apparently makes a comment uh, comparing Rachel's boobs to his exes. Yeah, because what we then hear from Meatball informing Rachel of what, so Hayden said all this fucked up shit about you and we hear Rachel confront Hayden about it and she's like, so did you um, compare me to your ex and our boob size? Deny. The Deny. fuck are you saying? And what's also wild is Hayden being, she's like, do you know why I'm pulling you? And he's like, I'm assuming it's about the fact that you left our conversation so abruptly about Rambo. I'm assuming uh, it's about my fucking dog. She just goes, you think it's dog. about the dog? <laughs> so she fully walks him out because she's like, I don't have time for your shit. Then we get her, you know, ITM saying like, I gave him a chance the first time. We kind yeah, of She gave him the benefit of the doubt after the Gabby slight. Yeah. So then uh, we fully get a moment where she's walking him out and she's super angry with him and he tries to give her a hug and it's just she's not giving him anything good for you Rachel you don't need to give him anything and then he has the dumbest moment where he's like 
no one has the amount of love as I do for Rambo. I'm just, Oh, I'm, this is after, okay. So Rachel sends him home. She's like, you know what? It's, yeah. I can't keep giving you the benefit of the doubt. I'm done. Yeah. And in his exit, he's like, you know, that's okay. I don't need this love from Rachel. No one could love me or know the love that I have for Rambo or that Rambo has for me. And I just want to say to you, fucking Hayden, try me and Phoebe, bitch. Me and Phoebe <laughs> have a way stronger bond than you and Rambo. Does Rambo love your singing voice? Does he applaud you when you sing? No. Do I steal Phoebe's fucking toy from her? Do I take her dinosaur with me to impress a man? No, because I'm not fucking asshole. You also, because you don't need to prove your love. I do That's not. Nothing. That girl, the only thing I need to prove my love of my dog is the way I talk about her. And if I want to prove the way she loves me, all I have to do is be like, literally I could FaceTime her and she can hear my voice and she would be swagging her tail because that's fucking love you asshole <laughs> Fuck you, that. also I'm like sorry let's about just, Rambo let's just <laughs> also sorry about Rambo um let's just talk about how he was trying to make that a funny moment too and it just wasn't funny no it was not funny at all we get Rachel crying on the couch uh, the rose ceremony gets cut short and then Logan of course can't talk to Gabby so what's he gonna fucking do we get a rose thing is Logan's the whole time been like I want to talk to Gabby to see how I feel about her before I tell Rachel I feel for Gabby still he doesn't want to tell Rachel before he talks to Gabby right he needs to get uh, he, to, to validation he needs to know Gabby would be interested as well before he turns down Rachel it is shady. And we do get a rose ceremony that looks very much like the Hunger Games. We it's have so velvet. Weird. So dramatic. We have a velvet cloak on Gabby, a fur cloak on Rachel. They are standing next to these like weird redly the most red dramatic podiums I've ever seen. Podium. Um, Gabby chooses Nate, Erich, Johnny, Michael, and Mario. They join Spencer and Jason. We say goodbye to Quincy and Kirk. Thank God. Yeah. Those two were awful. Then yeah. with Rachel, we get Aven, Meatball, Zach, Ethan, Logan. So Logan accepts, but we do get a moment from him where he's like, I have to talk to Gabby. Specifically, he accepts. He's like, why would I reject this rose? Because then I wouldn't have a chance to talk to Gabby. He accepts this rose fully with the intention of trying to it being his way to get to Gabby which is it's, fucked it's fucked because also you're taking away the spot of a guy who could, could still be here yeah, like Jordan could have stayed yeah it's it's messed up so bye to Jordan Jordan was fucking annoying though I mean so. I don't mind Jordan being <laughs> yeah and you know that was week three we're gonna go to Belgium next yeah it was exciting excited. It was really like what a great European tour I actually really liked week three. Week two was a downer for me, but week three week was, three was fun. fun. Very refreshing. We're doing something new with this cruise ship. Um, you know, also I, the dramatic aerial like drone shots of the ship are so ridiculous. It's so funny to full me. advertising for this ship as if they need it. Um, it was good. I mean, yeah. What are you? So, pre- any quick predictions? Oh, I think the front runners for Rachel are Zach and Tino for sure. I think Zach is a very obvious like behind Tino where people are going to be like, it might be Zach. And I'm going to be like, you're an idiot for it. You know? Yeah. Oh, oh, totally. Totally. And for Gabby, I think kind of Nate is a front runner, but I don't think he's her winner. I think her like horny meter is just for other guys more. 
I know. And I don't know if it's necessarily the right call. So I worry about that. It makes me sad, but I have the same feeling. I just don't think she's going to pick Nate, but I want her to. I hope we could even get a Nate Bachelor situation would be fun. I would love that. But I mean, we'll see with what happens. Uh, I think he has a good head on her shoulders, Burn before he can succeed. I think he's going to start his own demise. Same. And he's the other front runner for her that I'm seeing right now. Absolutely. Oh, and Jason, who I already don't trust. Jason, I'm like, okay, boy, you're going soon. Like, I like you, but like, she's not into you. Something's wrong. Something's sus about you and I don't fucking trust it. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Talk soon. (laughs) 